This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bill Hunter Planet Podcast. Today, we have myself, James Nopum, Dave Thomas, Chris, and Bob McGee, and our special guest, Jared Lurk. Jared, how you doing? I'm good. How are you all today? Great. We're great. doing great. Doing good. So, Jared, tell us about yourself, man. Um, well, first off, I was, I was explaining, I'm sitting here in a tie in my office, which I don't <laughs> normally uh, wear a tie to the office. I am a pharmacist by training. I do cancer research, lung cancer specifically cool. for a Very living. Cool. So... Part, part, you know, like people say, what do you do for a living? Like really trying to cure cancer, which is harder than most people might think. Anyway, that's what I do full time, as well as I'm a father of four young kids. Ooh, so wow. I do that full time as well. Then part time, part time, I do the Drury Outdoors thing um, that I've been doing since I think I first filmed Mark in 1998, maybe. So 21 years of in the whitetail world of their 30 and the first turkey hunt I went on with them was... I think 1990, so which Mark and Terry Drury are my uncles. My mom is their oldest sister, so their dad was my grandpa, and Mark's daughter Taylor is my godchild, so I'm going to her wedding rehearsal tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Yep. So tell us about, uh, quickly, because we know you got to go in a little bit, so let's quickly talk about your biggest buck ever taken. What what was the size? Can you tell us that story? Sure. Uh, so high tower, he was 10 and a half years old. He scored, <laughs> he scored, I know he, and it, if you haven't seen the video, it's on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube and type in Jared Lurk, I think that's the first one that comes up. So he's 10 and a half years old. I, st- I found out about him in 2006 when he was three and a half and I literally hunted him, encountered him in 06, 07, 08, 09, uh, 2010, 2011, 2012, and then killed him in 2013. So in the time I knew that deer and tried to hunt him and get, and get, and, and harvest him, I met my wife. I married her. We had a daughter. We had a son. <laughs> oh yeah. We had a son. We had another daughter in the time that I knew that deer. And, and, um, so anyway, the, the cool thing about him is I learned more about hunting big mm-hmm. deer by hunting him for that long than, than any other animals ever taught me. And there's so many things that he taught me that we probably, we need to do a couple podcasts on, but there's just so many <laughs> unique things he taught me. And it was like an honor and a privilege to hunt him. And what was funny is when I finally killed him, I called uncle Mark first. Well, I called my wife first. I called uncle Mark second. He goes, he was either really good at being a deer or you were really bad at being a deer hunter. And the, and, and the truth is a little bit of both of those are true. Like he was a genetic specimen. He very rarely moved during the day. He didn't cover a lot of ground. He had the same home core area and he was just very difficult to figure out. But like I said, I learned a lot about hunting him. So he was 184 inches and he had mm, 
seven to nine inches broken off of that 184. So really, 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 really big deer. Big so Jared, do you, do you mostly, I assume mostly do bow hunting for the most part? Uh, I did. And then with four kids, I, um, I try to be a little more efficient with my time. So yes, I bow hunt cold fronts. I have a farm in Missouri that I just acquired so I can hunt those first 15 days in September. Then I'll bow hunt in and around fronts in October and December. But here lately, uh, I've transitioned a little bit to gun hunting actually. Mm -hmm. So I love bow hunting. I love what you can learn. I love watching the sun come up, the world wake up and all those things, but just do a, due to sheer time constraints, mm-hmm. uh, I do a little bit, I'm a little bit better gun hunting than I am bow hunting anymore. Cause with a gun, you know, you got a four to five muzzleloader, three to four times your effective range of a bow. But, but right. my first love is bow hunting. Nice. Awesome. Now, uh, with that being said, uh, obviously since you're part of Drew Outdoors, you're dealing with changing of bows rapidly, most likely. Mm-hmm. So how does that been for you? The transition, you know, maybe before that you weren't really exposed to always having a new bow every year or working on something Correct. new. How has that been for you? The changeover, constant changeover. Um, okay. So when we switched from prior manufacturer to PSE in 2006, I'm, I'm a pretty loyal person. I wasn't, I, I'll be honest in 2006, I wasn't excited about that switch. Okay. And all of a sudden, I get this new PSE X-Force, and at 50 yards, I'm like, quarter. And I, I can routinely shoot that bow at 80. So to answer your question, not every PSE that I've owned has been like that. Um, and when you get a good one that will shoot out to 80 yards and hit a half dollar mm. two to three times, keep it. You are holding you know, on to that Nothing PSE does. There's just if, if it's off just by, you know, a... a, a a fraction of a millimeter, it may not be as dialed in as your last bow. So if you've got one that you can shoot consistently at 80 yards, keep it and restring it. Like my brother, Justin is still shooting our original PSEX forces from 2006 and and can shoot lights out. All he's done is restrung it twice. Wow. That's pretty cool. So uh, I'm assuming you're pretty happy with the new stuff this year. It's been really fun. We had both yep, uh, a yeah. couple of the new. We had the whole, all the new ones in house actually at one point, and they're they're so nice. Such yeah. a you know the one thing I love about PSC is that they're sure obviously they have great engineering and all that, but the the ability to reach the lowest end consumer price wise yes. to the highest end. Right. They have that yes. huge variety. Uh, to reach consumers all over the board. You could not have a lot of money and still get a PSC and walk out the door with a great mm-hmm. piece of machinery. Absolutely. Yep. Or if you have a decent amount of money, you can walk out one of the highest-end carbon bows yeah. ever made. Yep. So it's kind of yeah. cool, really, <laughs> when you think it, about it. It is, and it's interesting to see how far the technology has come. Now, t- to your point about that, like Uncle Terry just convinced me this year to crossbow hunt, um, partly because sometimes I film myself and I have Henry in the blind with me, Mm-hmm. So to do all those things, a compound makes it a little harder. Yeah. Uh, for four hundred dollars, everything out the door at the archery shop. I bought a Fang. Uh, I think the Fang LT that I can use. Wow. My mom yeah. can use, and Henry, Absolutely. who's eight, can use for four hundred bucks, and it'll shoot lights out to yeah. uh, sixty yards. Yep. Wow. So I love the technology. Yep. So on on average, you know, each year comes and goes. You, are you generally shooting one decent buck per year? Generally. Mm. Um. Because I acquired the new farm in Missouri, I can do two, but generally it's one. So, like, I, I'm a big fan of age before beauty. So, this year, um, it wasn't a bow, but with a gun, I killed an eight and a half year old deer. Wow. Two years awesome. ago, I killed a nine and a half year old deer. And then 
in 2013, I killed Hightower that was 10 and a half years old. So I'm a big fan of <laughs> shooting deer. I'm not so deer sure with... I've ever seen a deer that I don't I'm going to have to watch your videos now to find this deer. Because yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a deer we, that we, old. We had one running around a couple years ago. He's probably eight or nine. But he, they were, he was already on the downturn. Yeah. He wasn't getting enough Oh, yeah. I think I, I kind of remember <laughs> that. It was like a five-point. Yeah, I do. I'll, I do remember yeah. that. Your dad said to shoot that one, yeah. right? Because it's getting old. Yeah. Or something. See, here in Michigan, Wait, because well, of question, the... question, Jared, real quick. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Bob. Uh, quick question. So, um, as at what point did the deer start to degrade the, the antler size? What age? I don't. I don't think they do. Like okay. Hightower, Klondike, Big City got smaller, but there's a reason for that. And I was con- I was confused when. So in uh, last year, Big City, the deer I killed this year, he was like a. 182 to 183 inch mainframe six by six. So this year I fully anticipated him being the one eighties, maybe one nineties. I got his picture and something was wrong. Like he was in the one fifties and it took me until mid December to catch up with him. Uncle Mark filmed it. We used a new gun from, uh, uh, Winchester called the legend 350. It's a straight wall cartridge to kind of compete in the slug market lights out gun. But anyway, we got up to him and he had a contusion on his head and an infection around his antler. And I uh, think he had that oh, since maybe the winter, and that's what contributed yeah. to his rack deformity. So to answer your question, I don't know that there's an age in the wild that you could say they go downhill. But in my experience, they continue to get bigger. For 20 years, Stealth Cam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. From the industry's first 4K ultra-high-definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high-resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies, StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. It's coffee break time. If you're looking for premium coffee for those who grind every day, if life is an adventure and not just a routine, Grind Life is for you. You could be an adventurer, military person, first responder, outdoorsman, factory worker, or just red-blooded patriotic American. Grind Life is here to help you achieve success in everything you do. Visit GrindLifeCoffee.com and tell them BHP Podcast sent you. Enjoy a fresh brew just like us. Yo, Kevin, give me a warm-up. The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Dead Down Wind, Stealth Cam, Tinks, Skull Hooker, Beyond the Ears Pro Shop, Grind Life Coffee. We also want to tell you guys to check out the new Fred Bearfield Notes Podcast, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Learn about Fred Bear and his heritage. It's something you're not going to want to miss. And it's one of those things that really bring bow hunters together. Does it get like competitive? Do you guys try to get like, oh, yeah. like the largest deer? You know it does. Or I would assume it does, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. Honestly, for us, it's the comp- yes, we're all competitive. I think that's just a human trait. But the competitiveness is. How good's the story? How exactly. great's the video? Mm-hmm. How engaged is the consumer, the people watching it? And I, uh, and each one of us have a niche. Like Mark, my uncle Mark is probably he's forgotten more about killing big deer than I'll ever know. He's probably one of the best pure whitetail guys on the planet. I pride myself on shooting old deer. Uh, John O'Dell uh, that's been with Jury since we started. 
that guy can shoot anything from nowhere northern Canada down to South America. Like he'll any big game species, he's an expert at. So everybody has their niche, but the big the big competitive theme is how good's the story? What have mm-hmm. you told? What have you informed? The the the, the term I use is infotainment. So did we inform the consumer and did we entertain them? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. So when you're uh, filming, if you don't have a camera guy and you're filming yourself, what yeah. are you using to do that? What kind of camera <laughs> do you guys use? <laughs> Tripod with a Rocker B remote. I mean, it's not, don't try it at home. It's not easy. <laughs> it looks much easier than this. So like when it's, when it's me, it's not ideal. But when it's Henry and I, I'll have a, a really good tripod with a Rocker B remote uh, hooked into my Canon and then I'll have two GoPro, or excuse me, Verbs running off a, a remote mm-hmm. on my iPhone. Nice. And nice. It, you can do that. It's more doable with a gun than a bow, okay. um, like much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> It'd be always a problem. So how was your – so besides uh, all the hunts, how was your – I guess what's coming up this season? Like what are you working on? Turkey. What do you got going coming Tur- up? Turkey. So my son, Henry, just – he's enamored with the outdoors. So there's a few things – like I'm a big fan of trying new things. So we went catfishing on the Mississippi and Missouri river awesome. uh, earlier this year. And we caught a 54 pound, 55 pound catfish, blue wow. cat. Henry weighed 54 pounds. So he <laughs> caught a catfish bigger than he is. Uh, so we did that. We're going trout fishing down in Branson, Missouri. We're going to go raccoon hunting. We did the weather didn't cooperate this year, but we're going to go raccoon hunting next winter uh, in Iowa. Cause we have way too many raccoons, but the big thing coming up is turkeys. We're going to go Kansas, Iowa, and Missouri. Kansas with my buddy Micah, and then we're going to Iowa and Missouri with Uncle Mark and Henry. And it's the cool thing about that is uh, Mark thinks a lot of my son, and Henry thinks the world of him, so we have a really good time in May turkey hunting. Anybody in your family ever tried noodling? No. <laughs> we're not tough enough for that. I, like, uh, I, ain't sticking, I am pole. sticking my hand in You guys ever done yeah. any uh, hunting in Michigan for turkey or anything? I think a long time ago, Uncle Mark did, but no, I don't. He had Off that one bad head, experience. I, <laughs> he was <laughs> out. <laughs> you know, like we're we're so busy where we're at anymore. It's yeah. tough to explain to guys. If if he would do anything, he would go somewhere where he could go early. Like last year, I noticed he went uh, to yeah. South Carolina because you can go in March turkey hunting. Yeah. So Ooh. the problem with like when you're in Iowa and Missouri. You can't really hunt Wisconsin or Michigan or Indiana or Illinois because the seasons overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're all, and, and, and the rut happens at the same time. The gobbles are real good at the same time, so that's that's part of the issue. Like you don't want to leave your home core turf. Kind of like you all might like, not like to leave Michigan to go, you know, to Illinois. If you go, oh no, Michigan we really we, we we go in a second. Trust me, <laughs> <laughs> we we don't leave okay. just because, like you said, we're busy doing yeah. things, but we love yeah, to. Yeah. Believe me. All right, so Jared, uh, real quick, we'll do a couple. I know you got to go soon, so we'll do a couple of quick flash questions. Uh, just to get you engaged here a little bit with the uh, sure. flash questions. If although I don't know where they're at, do you have? Uh, them? Yeah. I'll just go ahead and rapid fire some of the ones yeah. I know. What's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite show on Netflix right now? I I have four kids under the age of uh, nine and a half, so none. I don't watch Netflix. <laughs> what's your favorite kid show right now? There you go. <laughs> the, um, Tom and Jerry, because it was nice. my favorite show as a kid. Uh, we bought it and put it on their iPads, and they love it. What kind of what kind of music do you listen to in general? All all things, cool. but, uh, mostly country, but I'll listen to there anything. You go. Cool. Truck or Jeep? Do what? Truck or Jeep? Oh, truck or Jeep? Yep. Um, depends. I'm a big <laughs> fan of the new. I'm a big fan of the new Dodge Rams. There you go. All right. 
They have a nice infotainment in there too. Yeah, they, they do. do. Uh, yeah. What was the other? One? Oh, Pepsi or Coke? <laughs> Water. Uh, <laughs> um, Coke Zero, actually. All right, all right, cool. And uh, I don't have the list, so I'm I out. Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Tim's not here with the list. Yeah, I know. What's going to be the next name of the bu- the big buck you're going to kill? Ooh, nice one. Henry and I have got one in Missouri, uh, I, so he'll be eight this fall. I'm still undecided if he's old enough to understand what it means. I know a lot of people shoot deer when they're eight, but like, I want to make sure he understands and knows what he's doing. So, long story short, we got a deer we call Little Mo and on my Missouri farm, and uh, he'll be. He'll be, I say only, he's only six and a half years old, but still really, really old. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I've shot four that are eight and a half or older on video. So nice, in Missouri, nice. my farm's not that big. So six and a half is plenty old. In Iowa, mm-hmm. I got a little bigger farm. Um, I don't, I don't have any on the radar, honestly. Nice. Okay. All but right. In Missouri, what I do. Well, check out Jared on Drury Outdoors. Uh, Jared, thanks so much for uh, for uh, tuning in with us. We appreciate yeah, it. We know you got to get rolling. So uh, thanks so much, man. Fine. Appreciate it. Let's do it again. Yes, All right. Sure. Thank, Thank you. Take care. Thank you. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. So uh, that was Jared, and he was awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Drury Outdoors is just Huge. so historic, I, I think, in the industry. Well, they do so many innovative things with their show, right? You well, didn't they have the like, competition thing yeah. at one point where they oh, yeah, Dream on, season. Yeah, dream season. Oh, yeah. stuff that... You know, they make it's a wish cool new and, things, right? Not yeah. just the same old, you know, show. And Jared's no joke, man. No. He's got some nice bucks on oh, film. Yeah. All I was, of them, every one of them. Yeah. The I, I couldn't remember them when we were just talking to him, but I do know I've, I watched yeah. him. I just recently, I, oh, I, yeah. I, lo- I looked into him, obviously, for the show, and I noticed all that. So, And he's right about seeing him up on video. Totally threw me off. The guy with the, <clears throat> the southern draw and everything, sitting there in a shirt and tie, and I'm yeah, so we well, want... And it's also to see that they're all family-oriented. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, whole families into yep, it. And that's yeah. what it's about. Like, even the extended family, like, you know, they're... I don't know, I don't know who that was. I don't <laughs> know, was you, me, or... I don't know. Wasn't me. But it's cool seeing, like, the, the whole family, extended family and everything getting involved in the hunting. Yeah. Yeah, and pretty cool. So definitely, uh, so and, and apologize, guys. This one got cut off a little early. Jamie broke the system. He had to call me up. Had <laughs> He'll to rush be back. Over. He'll be back. So we'll have a lot more uh, with, with Jared at a different time. We'll get him back on the show to talk more hunting and maybe get a little more history uh, of how he grew up hunting and okay. kind of that. Congratulations to Taylor on her wedding. Yep. That's yeah, we should, we should awesome. just, we should wedding crash it right now. <laughs> yeah. We should fly over there, take a flight down there, wedding crash. <laughs> Hey guys, it's us. They'll be like, huh? Oops. I thought you were gonna be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, we bring it to you. <laughs> we go live. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I do. I'm like, we do. We got cameras and stuff. It's hilarious. Anyway, all right. We'll see you guys next time on the show. Thanks for watching. Listening. Listening. Thanks so much for listening to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bow Hunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.